Attention Giants fans in the great state of New York. We have an unbeatable NFL preseason offer for you from Caesar Sportsbook. New customers can get their first bet insured up to $1,250 by using our code NYGINSIDERFULL while signing up. Not only will your first bet be completely insured, but you'll also be directly supporting this podcast. Isn't that amazing? So if you haven't already joined the Caesar Sportsbook community, now is the perfect time to make your move. Just remember to enter our code NYGINSIDERFULL during sign-up and place that first bet. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 years of age or older and physically present in New York. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369-NY. Check the episode description for full terms of the offer. Thank you. Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name's Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Well, Chris, after right after our last podcast, uh, Saquon Barkley met with the media. Um, and he spoke about everything going on with him. And I watched it. And at the very end of the meeting, or at the very end of the press conference, I should say, you uh, pulled a Columbo. You pulled a Columbo um, and you asked Barkley about, well, you know what? I'll let you, I'll let you go with your question and, and how that went. And it was a very good question. And it was, no, uh, get, get, get into it, yeah. well, no, I'm, I mean, well, you know, well, it, it, came, it came straight from you, but I was going to let you, I'll let you go into what you asked him. But I mean, look, guys, you know, Chris asked him, was he thinking about sitting out the season? And it was a, a you know, t- to watch Barkley um, ponder the question and answer honestly. Um, it's a great job by you, man. Uh, go ahead. Go into, go into, a, you know, you asking the question and, and your reaction to him thinking about it and what his answer was. Well, first off, you know, we won't show up. You know, I think we were both pretty sure Saquon was going to sit out part of camp. Yeah. He wasn't going to sign. You know, it was one year, and then he was going to sign it towards the end of the camp, and then he was going to, you know, get ready and ready to roll for the regular season. Yep. So he turns around, and, you know, obviously the news was, you know, the beginning of the first day of camp, he signed his, you know, his franchise tag, got some bonus incentives if they make the playoffs and all that, maybe a little bit more money, and which was, you know, a little bit of a surprise. Did not know which way he was going to go. So Saquon, to his credit, comes out on the second day of training camp, and he explained everything, and he was very honest about a lot of stuff. You know, he really was. And uh, yeah. But you could feel the way he was answering during the presser that um, that he was seriously considering sitting out, training camp, and maybe even part of the season, and maybe the whole season. Yeah, You could see that. I mean, just standing next to Barkley as he was answering questions and some of the answers he was giving, you, I, I'm like – I was saying to myself, wow, I'm getting a feeling he was serious about sitting out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, which I did not think Saquon would do. I just thought he would sit out half a camp or maybe even the whole camp, sign after the last preseason game, and then, okay, here we go, you know? So yeah. So when he was talking about that and, you know, he was talking about how got your former players reach out to him, he went with his heart, his family, his dad, you know, and he basically said, I can't do this. I got to get in, you know? Uh, I'm going to sign it and um, and all that. But, you know, Jerry, at the end, like you started <clears throat> getting into, 
you know, I asked Saquon, you know, because I had that, the way he was answered, I had that feeling, you know, yeah. and he was talking about the thought process of sitting out and I was just, and when I asked him about, you know, were you seriously considering um, sitting out training camp and part of the season, you know? Yeah. And like you said, Jerry, you know, I think everybody's seen it by now. You know, he he's thought about it, looked at me and said, yeah, I did. I love, I got to be honest with you. I love his honesty. I yeah, love it. I, I give him credit. Yeah. yeah. I give him credit. He could have just gave the standard answer of, well, look, that's passed now. I'm here. That's nothing to even think about anymore and all that stuff, right? But yep. no, you see, he thought about it and then came out and said, uh, you know, yeah, it was. Um, but then, you know, he went into all the other things. So I I, I thought that was very – obviously, I, I thought that was interesting that – I was happy Saquon was honest. I thought he handled himself really well um, in a difficult presser for him. You know, yeah. he asked a thousand questions about holding out, contract, are you happy, this and that. Yeah, and um, it is what it is. Like he said, you know, he, he basically, you know, guys that called Banks, Otis Anderson, guys were reaching out to him, talking to him, and like I said, Jerry, like there was really no point in holding out unless you planned on holding out part of the season. And dude, I kind of got my answer. Like he was at one time considering, Shocking. yeah, sitting out part of the season. I was stunned by that answer. I, I was. Very surprised by that. I, yeah. I really was. Yeah. I did not think he would take it. But there was a certain point as in, during negotiations where he felt like this isn't going to happen and it should happen. And maybe he felt like the organization didn't want to go to a level he thought they should have. Yeah. And all that. So it was pretty fascinating stuff. But the bottom line is this, Jerry. Saquon signed his tag. Mm. Is he happy about signing the tag in the contract? No, we know that. Yeah. <laughs> we know he's not really. You know, he. this is not the result he wanted. But. He's gonna. He signed it. He's in. Um, one of the reasons why he did sign is because he thinks this team could do could do th- uh, big things. Yeah. Um, he want. He missed. Did you see how the way he talked about missing being with his teammates during the OTAs? I I said this numerous times, numerous times. Saquon missing a practice, he kills him. This guy yeah. loves football. He yeah. loves to be out there. He you know the he never once had the attitude. Well, you know what. You know, I don't mind missing these practices. I don't mind, you know, OTAs, whatever. You know, I'll be ready to go. No, this dude loves being out there with his teammates. Yeah. And he talked about that. Yep. You know? Uh, but the bottom line is he's in. He'll bust his butt. He's not going to dog at Saquon and all that. No. Uh, I saw him from the very first practice out there, you know, running hard, running cuts, working with teammates. I saw, I think I put something on Twitter, if I remember right, him working on routes with every greater rookie. Okay, yeah. so he's not just gonna, you know, be pout. He's just not gonna sit there. Okay, yeah, I'm not happy. I'll, I'll play this season, but you know, oh, I'm just gonna stay in here by myself. You know, I'm pissed off at everybody. You know, so no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's you know, Saquon realized. Okay, I signed it. Now it's time to play football. We'll see what happens next year, and all that. Um, so he's in. Obviously, he's a huge part of the team, and uh, that storyline. Thank, thankfully, Jerry died after day one of training camp. I, yeah. actually, I should say day two and Saquon met with the media. Yeah. And thankfully it did. Um, but again, couldn't get over the honesty. It was a great question by you. It was, I think it was like the last question of the presser. Um, and he just sat there and I love that he thought about his answer before he just spouted anything out. And he, he just said, yeah, I was thinking about it. I was shocked by that. I thought that definitely, like we said, possibility of him uh, holding out during training camp. But once the season started that he'd be ready to go or maybe show up the last week 
of practice and then get going. But the fact that it was a thought for him, uh, it's amazing. But again, glad he's here. Glad that's over with. Glad it's not the black cloud that's hanging over mm. uh, this training camp like it could have been where he's getting, you know, Dable's getting questions every single day about it and Shane getting questions. It's over. Donnie's back. Um, so that's that. And that's that. And that's that. <laughs> Nothing we can do about it. <laughs> so everybody's happy Saquon's in it. And Jerry, let's get into camp a little bit. Oh, do I want to ever, dude? The, listen, Excuse me, yeah. before, before you start... The tweets I'm seeing. Forty minutes you, already. Oh, dude, seven minutes in already. About six. I thought we were going to advertisement already. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm saying yeah. before you get, get going, I just I got it. Here, here's where I'm at. The, the the three biggest questions going in, and I don't think it's earth shattering for me to name this slot corner, hmm. inside linebacker next to Okereke. Even though I know you said there's going to be a lot of five defensive backs in there, I get that. Uh, and and wide receiver from the standpoint of who's going to emerge, right? I know we yeah. think Slayton, the Hodgins is steady. Uh, we're excited about everything Paris Campbell's doing. But, uh, dude, Trey Hawkins, Jalen Hyatt, Darren Beavers. I, I, I am so Deontay, happy. Deontay Banks. Deontay Banks, right. And Banks, I'll say this, Banks and Schmidt, uh, John Michael Schmitz, were like, they were draft picks where it was, okay, hopefully they're starting day one. When a guy like even Hyatt, forget Hawkins, sixth-round pick, afterthought, Old Dominion, but when Jalen Hyatt, who was thought of as a bit of a luxury in that he dropped to the third, uh, we have other receivers in front of him, but let's see what we have. Maybe he'll get going as the season goes, right? Mm -hmm. But for him to emerge the way he has in camp, I'm ecstatic by that. I know all Giant fans are, but it's just a lot of things working right now, Chris, that got me excited. Um and I guess I should be, but I'll let you go into each position, man. We can yeah. start anywhere you want, but that's where my that's what my thought process is, dude. This is pretty exciting right yeah. now. Jerry, have you seen the highlights of Jalen? Oh Hyatt? my God, yes. Every everyone. Well, what's one thing that you've noticed out of these highlights? Other than the speed, which is insane, um, mm-hmm. the route running in the hands. Thank you. Yeah. Every time you see a different highlight of Jalen, it's not just a go route. Right. It's not just a nine route. All right, all right, Jalen, like a street game. Run as fast as you could. We're gonna throw you, we're gonna throw you a go. No. You've seen outs, you've seen slants, you've seen deep overs, and obviously you've seen the nine route, the go route, right? Yeah. So I laugh my ass off. And we've talked about this, and I've talked about this and blah 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 about about you know the so-called limited route tree. Yeah. That they love to tag receivers with. That yeah. you know, I was talking with receivers coach Mike Grow about, and he just laughed. You know, yeah. um, but you've seen these different routes, and you've seen his hands. You've yeah. seen the deep crosses, the deep overs that he's just basically unguardable at times, right? Uh, the speed is off the charts. Unbelievable. So twenty-four miles an hour, dude. I mean, the speed is <laughs> off is off the charts. It's insane. Um, difficult catches he make. He's been making. Right, we'll get into Daniel later. How how oh. he's been unbelievable. Okay, yeah. so far in the beginning of this camp. Mm. But you look at Jalen and you say, well, you know, a lot of people maybe don't watch college football. They just watch a little bit YouTube on him. And they're like, whoa, whoa, you know, you know this kid could run, but what could he do? You know, could he just run? And then you see these outs catching the ball in traffic. You see these deep balls, and and you see the kid getting grasp, getting a grasp of this offense, and connecting with Daniel. You know, burning people in deep routes. Yeah. Okay. You see him working after practice. I've seen him working after practice with Daniel. Yeah. Working on his routes, working on his hands. Um, 
Jalen Hyatt is a kid that, I mean, Jerry, you're going to have to account for him when he's in a game. When you when you start hitting 24, that's Tyreek Hill type stuff, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was faster. Yeah. If not yeah. faster. Right. All right? That's what you're dealing with here with this kid. This kid, Jerry, to see him up close run is like, wow. <laughs> you know? So the biggest thing that hit me, and people have asked me this, like, you know, oh, well, Chris, you know, you're there. What's the biggest thing that's hit you so far? And I, I tell everybody the same thing, Jerry. The speed of the receiving group. Yeah. Darius, well, we knew about Darius. Yeah. So people don't didn't really know about Paris Campbell. Now, well, now you're finding out about Paris Campbell. Yeah. You know, when I was putting tweets out in the OTAs in the spring saying, yo, Paris Campbell could run. Okay. Mm-hmm. He could stop at a dime, make cuts. I'm telling you, this dude's going to be a fat. Well, people thought I was blowing smoke at, you know, blowing air. Yeah, at, you right. know, all whole. I'm now seeing it who've been at camp or watching it on, you know, highlights and all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Paris Campbell could run, you know. What he does on one on one drills, I mean, the route, stopping. I mean, Paris Campbell's going to be a major factor for the slot. Okay. Major factor for the slot. Yeah. Um, Hyatt, right? The speed, bro. So the biggest up, I just look at the receivers and I say, man, what's the biggest difference? The speed of this group now. I'm not even going to include Wally yet, Jerry, right? <laughs> I was Wally, thinking the same thing. I'm thinking our, our tight ends blazing fist. Num- He's going to line up on that X numerous times. Yeah. You know, during the season. Yep. They're going to have 11 personnel a lot. And Wall's going to be one of the receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to have Bellinger out there as a tight end. they got Wall on the outside. But we'll get into that a little bit more. You can see what, you know, you, you can see what they're thinking. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Jerry, the speed. You got guys running 24 miles an hour. And you got Paris Campbell who runs 20 plus, And you got Darius and guys like that. Woo! That's... Dable wanted speed. Dable got speed, bro. That's all I can we, say. We went from a we went from a receiving core that really Slayton was the only um, game breaker. He was the only guy with that kind of speed. And now you add Campbell, you add Hyatt, you add Waller. But my thought process with Hyatt all along, Chris, was like I just hope he gets it by week seven, week eight. You know, until then, probably, you know, I get I don't and I don't know what what's in store. But the early results being in, it, yeah, I think we have every right to be excited about him. Um, and I thought that, you know, he's going to, he's going to make the team only because he was a third round pick at worst. Uh, he'll be the fifth receiver. Maybe look, man, they're going to use so many receiver sets probably, but I'm just ecstatic that he's picking up the offense, that he looks better than I think any of us thought he would. And I never held the route tree against him either, dude. I, I mean, I watched, I watched enough of his, of his games to say, okay, he's very fast, but We've always said this. If if your if your game plan is to go deep and you're not asked to do those other routes, how the hell do you know if he can't run them? Right? Mm-hmm. Like if he doesn't, if he's not running it in college, how do you know he can't do it in the pros? Right? And, and that was overrated, Jerry. I mean, right. I, I specifically put highlights of him once in the spring after right. they drafted him, and it was routes he ran uh, against uh, Alabama, his coming yep. out party game. Yeah, and they were all different routes. Right. You know, but but Jerry, you know, he's the type of speed, and they got a couple of them now. Yeah. Well, you could hit a quick slant. He breaks a tackle. Gone. It's like Odell, like gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying he's Odell. I'm just saying he's. No, I know. You know, remember when speed, Odell? Used to, you remember when Odell used to take those quick Eli slants and go to the house? I remember yep. that Raven game in, in, in particular. Remember? Yep. Yep. Well, that's high. You know, yeah. he, he gets that slant and breaks that one tackle. He's gone. Yeah. And, and I didn't. I didn't, him, I, I didn't think he'd be this far along this early, and that's what that's yeah, what I'm excited about. Like. 
impressive. It's just what a what a weapon he could be for this team. Yeah. And to see the catch he made on the sidelines um, in tight coverage, mm-hmm. great hands, and the throw from Jones, which was overshadowed by the the catch from Hyatt, right? Mm-hmm. But the throw from Jones, oh my God. Um, so look, we don't know how the receivers are going to shake out. I know a lot of your questions were still about who's going to make the team. It's it's still too early, guys. I'm just not. I don't want to answer. I don't know. If, I don't think Chris does either. Wants to answer who's going to make the team from a receiver standpoint. Yeah, All I'll say is it's it's a nice problem to have right now um, when you have eight guys that could make it and they may only keep six or seven, right? Yeah. Or eight or nine guys that could make it. There's going to be a couple cuts uh, that are, oh man, I, it's a shame they didn't make it. But I, I don't think there's going to be anyone who's cut outside of Jalen Hyatt, well, I'll say, what the hell were they thinking there? Eh, Hodgins, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, they're going to cut a couple names where you're like, oh, man, it's just it's a numbers game. There's too many guys. But what are you going to do? You can't keep nine receivers. And right now, uh, it's a nice problem to have. Yeah. And look, what did it take? Two days and Shep came, Shep came back off the pop list. Right. Yeah, right. And right? I said that. He's going to come off quickly. Yep. And Shep is looking great. Yeah. And it's an open competition, you know, and – and I was talking to somebody the other day, and it was like, kind of going back and forth with somebody saying, you know, um, what do you think about Shep? You know, he, he's got a fight. And, and the person told me, Chris, it's, it's an open competition, man. He's going to be fighting like some other guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But what Shep has going for him, Jerry, is that, number one, he knows the system. Number two, he's like another coach on the field. Yeah. They love Shep. Mm. Um, the intangibles. That's, yeah. what, that's what Shep has going for him. Yeah. And that's why I think he will ultimately make the team. And Dable yeah. loves him, right? They all love him, dude. The teammates yeah. love yeah. him. They did not love him. Oh, well, I, I'm sorry, folks. I'm talking like people actually, you know, talk to him all the time. But no, yeah. how could you not love Shaq? I mean, yeah. Trust me, I'm telling you. Yeah. He's, he's like all team. He's all giants. He's all yeah. great. He's a great dude. You yeah. know, you see what the guy, you saw the guy the last year when he got hurt. He was out there, you know, you know, and. And Jerry, and he's not just some tomato. Okay, well, you know, he's like a boycott. I, I, I mean, um, a mascot out there. Let's keep him on a road. No. Yeah, or or a veteran that you're just keeping on out of yeah, respect. Yeah. Right. You see the way he's running and cutting out there? Right. You see, well, yeah. you know, Shep looks great, and he does, you yeah. know? Yeah. So he's going to be one of those guys, that, you know, out there. And look, there's some intriguing guys. So Cole Beasley's, Colin Johnson's. Hodgins, Shep. Oh, Hodges is fine. Cam- he's, he's a Campbell. Kid. No, I'm saying Campbell, Slayton. High. I mean, it's like boom. Okay. Yeah. Now what? Then, then Beasley, Jamison Crowder, who's who's it's Jamison just- Crowder, another guy, intriguing. You know, Colin like what Johnson. do we do here? Cole Beasley's. You watch him, and you know, and he's still got some moves. He's still crafty. He's still smart. Third and third and four. Who's going to be better on this team in the receiving game than Cole? Other than Waller, Cole Beasley, right? Like I, you know, it's an option. So yeah, I mean, and let's not forget one thing. You know. Mm. I know they got all the weapons now, but you know Shep was always Daniel's go-to guy. Yes, he was. Yep, he was always his go-to guy. So, like you just mentioned, Jerry, you know, like a third and four, and you got a Wallace, Shep, you know, Isaiah, whatever. You know, you got a couple of go-to guys now. You know, yeah, yeah. But Shep was always Daniel's guy, man. When he needed yeah. a catch, right? I mean, even even is even big playability still right against the 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 Titans last year in Game One. Sure, the long touchdown. Yeah. you know, it's not just. It's not just third and Smith, Steve Smith back in the day where, you know, it's third and seven and he got eight. Shepard Shepherd has speed and, and can stretch the field. So And, and, and Jerry, I'm, I'm watching him, you know, watching him up close. 
the dude is running well. It, you know, it, you're not looking at a guy saying, oh, you know, it looks like he's laboring a little bit, you know, yeah. that knee. He's not, he doesn't really have that burst anymore. You know, he's got a couple of surgeries, you know, it's catching up to him. Now. Dude, I'm watching. I'm like, like he's like second year in the league. Yeah. Yeah. He's really running and cutting well, you know? Yep. And he's always had that connection with Daniel. So you got, you know, this is a receiving group, Jerry, where, you know, him and Darius, Daniel and Darius have that connection going. I've been talking about it since the spring. Yeah. We all know him and Shep. And now Daniel's connect, you know, he's getting on the same page with Paris Campbell, what they want to do, you know, what, what Paris likes to do, what Daniel wants to see. There's a lot of freedom in his, in his offense, Jerry, route running. Mm. It's not just designed routes all the time. Three mm. button hooks and let's call it a night. Now see everybody in the parking lot. Let's go have a beer. You know, those, days, <laughs> those days are over. Those days That's are funny. over. You got you know guys have freedom and route. Darren Waller talked about that. You know talked about this offense. You know which which I talked a lot about last year when Dable and Kafka started doing installs and they started you know putting the offense in, in this last spring and the camp and all that stuff. Uh, how the receivers were praising the freedom. Yeah. You know, and that's where you have to be on the same page with Daniel. You know, those little those those routes where you see a defense what they're doing, and then you run like a little uh, like a choice route or something. You got to be on the same page with Daniel. That Tom Brady did that for years up in New England. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you have to be on the same page. You know, Slayton is with Daniel. Jalen Hyatt's starting to get there. You know, a lot of work to do, but he's starting. You know, and then Paris Campbell, very important. You know, guys lined up in a slot. Third and five, got to be on that same little choice routes, a little a little hook route. You got to be on the same page, you know. And again, yeah. yeah. But the receiving group, Jerry, you know, I, I think about the Plaxico days, and see, you know, and you look at this receiving group right now, and it's probably the most impressive, deepest, I should say, Jerry, deepest. Let me say that. Let me let me rephrase that. Yeah, that's fine. It's probably the deepest group receiving wise. I was about receivers. Mm-hmm. That we've had in a long time, bro. Yeah, since since Nick's Manningham Cruz type. You know what I mean? Yeah. And these guys could even go four, maybe five deep. You talk about Shep being a fifth guy, maybe. You know what I mean? Fourth, fifth guy. So it's a deep group, Jerry. A very deep group. Uh, and, and it's going to be fascinating when they do the final cuts or goes to practice squad and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, but Daniel's got weapons, man. It's going to come down to that offensive line and all that. But let's talk about Daniel a little bit. Before we do, Chris, guys, we're going to take oh, a break. Here we go. I'm sorry, buddy. Before we do that, we'll be right back after this, guys. You're listening to the John Insider Podcast. Hang on one second. And we're back. I know that meant nothing to you on to you guys on YouTube, but it does for the podcast. We are back. This is uh, Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody beats the biz, busy Nano on the John Insider Podcast. Yes, before we go to the other side of the ball, I want to talk about Daniel Jones, dude. Um, everything you're reporting, the swagger. Um, him is how comfortable he looks. Go ahead, let's talk about it. Yeah, because we were just talking about the receivers. Well, somebody's got to throw him the ball, right? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about Daniel. Um, having a great start to the camp. Uh, just the confidence, second year in the system. Um, accurate throws. You know, he's throwing some nice contested balls, and like we just talked about the Jalen Hyatt back mm-hmm. shoulder grab along the sideline. And people were putting it out there. Look at this grab by Jalen. You know, uh, mm. and I immediately put it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's a great catch. Don't get me wrong, but look at that throw by Daniel. You yeah, know? yeah, beautiful back. Sh- and you see that, which I always praise Daniel's back shoulder throws on the sidelines. Always praise his back shoulder and throwing a ball across the field. You know, and all that. Um, just a confident dude, bro. I, you know, I've been saying this for months. He's just a confident. 
Dude, he's zipping the ball all over the place, and um, he's primed to have a pretty good year, bro. So yesterday you said Wink threw more at him. How did he yeah. respond to that? Yeah. Well, a couple of times he didn't have much time to do anything. Yeah. Uh, so Wink last filed, year, I know last year you said he, they threw a lot at him early. I'm just and he was confused. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He threw some picks. The yeah. whole deal. Remember? Yeah. And Dable wanted that. He wanted yeah. Wink to throw the house at him and wanted to see how he responded. We're gonna get it to Dable in, in a second too, but what he likes to do during camp. Um, hmm. But Daniel, look. Um, a couple of times, the first pad of practice was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wink was, uh, you know, Wink was sending it. He was sending it at times, you know. Yeah. And a couple of times, J.C. Pennock could have had a sack. I think Tibbs, if I remember right, would have had a sack. Right. Um, and Daniel had to eat it a few times. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, we didn't really have a time. One other time, he, Daniel used his legs to get the hell out of it. He rolled right. He connected with Walla. Uh, on a, a nice play by Daniel and Darren, you know, um, because Daniel felt the pressure to his left. He started rolling immediately to his right. Threw a nice, like, I think it was like, like a little 10 yard route to the wall out with a nice connection there. Yep. So um, this is the time of year now. Wink's going to dial it up a little bit. That's what David wants him to do, you know. And the offense has got to start getting used to picking up guys. Eric Gray had a nice, had a nice blitz pickup yesterday. I want to point that out. Eric Gray, the rookie. Um, and running backs got a block, right? Running yes, they do. Block. You got to pass yes. pro as a running back. This isn't college anymore, you, you know, whatever. You have to, if you don't pass pro, you get your quarterback killed because you yeah. can't block, well, your butt's going to be on the sideline, okay? That's right. Um, but Brian Dable, you know, just talking mm-hmm. about, you know, Wink, you know, last year, uh, you know, he basically told Dable, uh, Wink, the, Dable told Wink, dial it up. I want to see what Daniel does under pressure. Yeah. And that's what Dable likes to do. This, that's what Dable does this time of year in training camp. And you've seen it with the rookie Deontay Banks. What Dable likes to do, he likes to test guys. Okay? Mm-hmm. He likes to throw the kitchen sink at guys. Kind of like, you know, throw them in the fire. Yeah, you know? right. And that's you've seen that from day one with Deontay Banks. So a lot of people are like, well, you know, oh, Banks seems to be getting – well, he, he's going against ones. He's been going against the ones from day one. They haven't worked him as slow like Schmitz. Like Schmitz a few times, he was with the two. Schmitz, now he's been with the one Schmitz. But beginning of camp, you know, all the guys that are rotating in and out with the ones and all Beavers and McFadden or guys like that, Flott and whole. But Banks has been there since day one. He's been with the one on the outside, right? And they're throwing. They're going at him. They're going at him. One-on-ones are going at him. And at times he's getting – he's learning a lesson, Jerry. At times yeah. he's getting school. But yeah. that's all right. But that's there's no there's no panic. You know, Dable is doing this on purpose. Yeah. He loves to test guys in camp. He wants to see what the hell they're made of. He wants their the feet in the fire. He wants to see what the hell this NFL life is made of. He's That's what he's doing with Deontay Banks, you know. Um, and he admits it, Dable. You know, he admits it. He goes, yeah, I like to do that. That's what camp is for. And Banks has the attitude where that's not going to affect him if he struggles, right? right? Because right. he's a cor- he's, well, he's first off cornerback, so they're built a little differently, right? Yeah, they, are. they are. They have a little, you know, they're be, you're going to be on an island. You better so have a swagger, yeah. right? You have to. You have to have confidence, right. and if you get beat, you have to put it behind you quickly. But Banks is not the kid that's going to get affected by it, even if it's a struggle for a couple of days, right? No, because he'll turn around and make a good play. Yeah, he's had some nice pass defenses, you know, yeah. and he's been beat at times and all that. But the surprise story of this camp so far. Second coming of Lester Hayes here. Well, yeah. <laughs> number 37. Get, we're not going to get crazy. Oh, oh, yeah. Was that Lester's, was that Lester's number? Yeah, yeah, I think it was, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Without the uh, glue all over his body. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> stick him. <laughs> stick him, right? So, um, you know, I'm watching, 
And I see Trey Hawkins, and he's making play after play after play. So, such a great, such a great name for a corner too. And I'm laughing with a guy. Yeah, right. I'm laughing <laughs> with a guy, and, and and I'm like, wait till I put this on Twitter tonight, you know? And 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 the guy goes, what do you, what do you mean? And I said, watch the Heat or watch people. Actually, I didn't really catch it. He was pretty funny. I thought I was yeah. though, yeah. but it was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on Twitter later when I go home and do my recap of the day. I'm gonna put that Trey Hawkins is has been the best corner rookie so far in his camp. Yeah. And I noticed people won't come, what, Chris, what are you on? Drugs? Your bench is the number one pick. You want to, he's going against two, three. What are you not? I, you know, I think people like caught off from everybody else. And people have been at camp. And Trey Hawkins has been better than Deontay Banks right now. Okay. So he's going to get, well, guess what? Brian Dable, right? Sort of agreed. The next day, not because of me, but you sure. see what the kid is doing. So what does Dable do? He, he reads the tweets, Chris. <laughs> yeah, right. He did, did, what does Dable and Wink do? Yeah. They said, whoa, this kid's got to get out here with the ones. And I don't give a crap if a Dory. Let's, you know what? Let's put a Dory in a slot a few oh. snaps. Oh, my God. And let's try to get the, these three guys out. I want to see these three guys out there because this Trey Hawkins is playing himself into the ones. Like, <laughs> You can't just ignore this kid and say, oh, he's a six-round pick. We got a Dory. We got Deontay. So keep him with the twos and, and against the threes. You know, with the twos and threes. Let him go against the twos and threes. Let him go. No, because he's played that well. Jerry, he's reached out. He's caught your eye from day one. And he's forced himself on the coaching staff to say, yeah, put me with the ones, guys. Find a spot for me because that's the way I'm playing right now. And that's exactly what they're doing. A, a sixth round pick out of Old Dominion. Um, this is quite a story. And it's been a while, I would say, Ahmad Bradshaw, since we've had that type of late round pick to have that type of impact in training camp. I can't think of someone that was picked later than round four or five that's done that. Um, I mean, not even a name we thought of as an option there, right? It was always Cordell Flott, Darnay Holmes. But when I read that, Chris, when you tweeted that, it's Hawkins on the outside with Banks and slot and a, I'm sorry, and Adore Jackson in the slot. Yeah. I mean, what an unprecedented event or, or, or what's the word? Um, I could not dream of that. I would never think that would be the case. And the fact that Cordell Flott, who we were high on, is well, still in play, obviously, but now the way you're talking that he's fourth on the list, probably, right? For, at least on the depth chart right now. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Well, he's he's basically number one or one A in a slot. Okay, he's, he's battling in a slot. Flat. Okay, but oh, well, he's not on the outside. Okay, but I, well, I guess my point is, if Hawkins is a viable option on the outside, and they and they try Adori in the slot, hmm. that was something I never saw coming. Nobody and, did, right? And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And and the fact that Flot is still a very good or, or could be a very good slot corner again, like at receiver, Chris, it's a really nice problem to have. It's a great problem to have. Oh now look. God. It's early in camp. Sure. Yes. It's shorts most of the time. Pads. You know. Right. Let's see what Trey does against uh, the Lions. Yeah. Next week, preseason games against other jerseys. But you could only report what you see, Jerry. Hmm. And I think some people thought maybe I was smoking crack when I was saying about Trey Hawkins and Trey Hawkins, right? Hmm. Like Chris, uh, enough now. And then every, I think people started seeing what everybody else was. And then when Brian Dable came out and said he's earned his time with the ones he's earned to be there in it with the ones and that even sliding a door. Now, Jerry, if I told you back in mm -hmm. May, 
get ready, Jerry. I, you know, I think they go, I think Dory might be in a slot a little bit this year. You be like Chris, do me a favor. Give me your resignation letter because you're definitely on something. You lost your mind. I think the sun's hitting you playing golf and you'll walk your brain. You'd be like, Chris, what are you? Have you lost your mind? You were, saw, you were you were now a risk, Chris. Who saw, right. Who saw that? I mean, nobody saw this coming, but this is what happens in camp, right? Yeah, guys yeah. St- stand out. Guys play really well. Well, guess what? A guy like Trey Hawkins is forcing the coaching staff to play him with the ones. and the C- So he plays with the ones the last few days, right, Jerry? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've, you know, Adoree's got, he's been in a slot a few times. Then Adoree's been back on the outside yeah. and, and he's, and he's been getting some limited reps with Adoree last, you know, a couple of practices because, you know, he's a veteran. He's able to keep his legs fresh, you know? Yeah. Uh, but he, when he's been with the ones too, mm-hmm. he hasn't embarrassed. He's played well. Yeah. He played well the other day in practice. They're back in pads Friday and Saturday. Not not tomorrow. They're in shells. Friday, Saturday, back in pads. You know, when these guys are in pads, Jerry, that's when the coaching staff really start to focus in. Yeah. When they're in pad practice, you start to get the feel about who's they're leaning towards with the one with the ones, right? Not saying Hawkins is gonna be one, but this is a guy that you they look at him and say, okay, let's let's get him in pads, right? Let's get him opposite of Isaiah. Let's get him opposite of Darius. Line him up against Jalen. Let's see what the hell's going on here, right? Let's see if this kid's just a flash. You know, he's a, he's a shell kid. We, call, we like to call him shell kids in camp. Yeah. Oh, he's a shell kid. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but and then he plays well in pads. Okay, so now they're going to go back and they're going to he's going to get some more reps, I'm sure, tom- uh, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. You know, and then next week, the joint practice is, is going to be big for Trey. Yeah. Because I'm sure he's going to get some reps with the ones against the Lions, you know? In the joint practices. So, hey, look, he's the surprise of the camp. Um, one thing I didn't notice about Trey Jerry back when he, after the draft, the kid's a big kid. He's got length. Height, yeah, length. He's, got, yeah. he's like 6'3". Legit, yeah. folks. Yeah. Legit 6'3". <laughs> not, not a Kyler right. Murray 5'11". Right. A legit 6'3". Like, right. I like to compare myself, people, because I'll stand next to you. Because I'm 6'2". Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll stand next to him. If I see a guy come up to my chin, and, I'll, yeah, and he's listed 6'3". Yeah, okay, 6'3". Right. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. but no. But Trey, yeah. Trey, you know, Trey was had an inch on me or whatever like that. And he's a legit 6'3". Yeah. And the kid is standing out right now. It's only a couple of weeks in camp. I understand that. We all understand that. You know, we'll have to see against competition, other jersey and all that. But he's been the surprise, bro. He's been the surprise of this camp. And I Jerry, mean, if yeah. this kid pans out to where Ugh. he plays snaps i mean you're talking about major depth adori him like you said flat you know you got the slot battle going you know the outside guy kids and all that so and you're talking about a draft um that would a, a draft story that would be incredible a sixth round pick out of old dominion i, I think there's been only two all-time giant draft picks out of old dominion i don't know how many yeah, there have been both at all. of on a roster Right, right. And I don't know how many there have been at all. I don't know. I, I thought yeah. for some reason I thought O'Shane Zimenez was the first. I don't think but, he I don't think he was. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't yeah, know. I'll look into that one. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> somebody will get back to that. So I'll, yeah, I'm sure Big Blue VCR will be tweeting any second or hexing, <laughs> yeah. whatever you call it I'll now. Showing a video of some guy in nineteen eighty three. No, this guy played right. running back for a snap. No, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> But the, yeah, yeah, look, and again, it's early, but you have Banks, you have uh, Schmitz, Hyatt, who is uh, performing very well. And now Hawkins, uh, again, great name for a corner. Love the number, everything about this kid. I, I look at the, stu- the stupid stuff sometimes, but uh, 37, Hawkins, Ball Hawkins. Oh, my God. The, these headlines write themselves. <laughs> um, but OK, so wide receiver, we have a nice problem. Cornerback, we appear to have a nice problem. I want to ask you about another guy, and I know it's early in camp, but 
when I say the whole season may ride on him, I, I, or the, the offense, I really believe it. Mm-hmm. How is Evan Neal looking right now? Pretty good. Pretty good. I like the way he's looked on one-on-ones. Like I said yesterday, Jerry, they win the pads. So they go in the pads, they like, they like to do the one-on-one drills, you know? Yeah. And he, and he was pretty good. Um, seems to be moving a little quicker with his feet good. than last season right yeah. now, you yeah. know? Suppose, you know, Evan talked about his diet. He changed his diet. He got a little stronger. Yeah. Um, and gotta be, by the way, he's got to be the leanest 345 I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe he's 345. You know? Yeah. He looks like he's 280. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you see him walking around. You know, I remember him, you know, you see him walking around up close and you wouldn't think he was 345, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, so, so far, you know, so far, so good with him. Yeah, you know Andrew Thomas, and I don't want to overstate it, Chris. I'm not saying the whole season rides on him, but a big part of this offense well, is Evan Neal uh, panning out. Jerry, listen, you're a hundred percent, bro, because if yeah. Evan Neal plays mediocre football, yeah, and he's giving up six, seven sacks, and Daniel's under pressure 30, 20 more times because of him, yeah, that just takes everything out of whack, bro. Yep, now and all that to, all that speed is for nothing. Yeah, now you're back to get rid of the ball quick and all that because I yeah. can tell you this right now, right now. Dable and Kafka want to go down the field. Hmm. They want to attack down the field. They want big plays. And why Why shouldn't they do They got the speed. You'd be out of your mind if you didn't. Yeah. Okay? You got three guys that could go over the top of a defense. Yeah. All right? Yep. And I'm not even including Wall. I'm just talking. I was going to say, maybe four. Right. Maybe four. wise No, I know. Yeah. Darren's another guy who could do it. And he's yeah. been unbelievable this camp. And he's just a matchup nightmare. Think, think about this for one second, Chris. Waller, Campbell, Slayton, Hodgins, Hyatt, and Bellinger. Like that's six, right? Six. I just named six people who could catch the ball. Like, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm not even get to like Shep. Yeah. I, I Barkley. Oh my God, this could really be something, dude. Anyway. So and like you, the point you brought up. So Chris, am I exaggerating by saying Evan Neal is such a big part? No. Yeah. They got to get solid right tackle play, bro. Uh, if you're getting guys off the edge. Forget it. That are in Daniel's face, and Evans kind of having a mediocre year and struggling a little bit. Boom! Now you got to adjust the different things you want in the offense now because you know because yeah. you, Daniel's getting pressure too much. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, he's a big part. He has to take the next step, Evan Neal. Yeah. He has to take the next step. You know. Um. So, but the offense. Speaking of the offensive line, Jerry. Look, a lot of cross training going on. This is mm. camp. Don't read too much into it, but. Ezidio was a zero. I'm sure I'm saying the name wrong again. Ezidio um, uh, was with the ones. Yeah. The first day of practice yesterday. Schmitz mm-hmm. was with the ones. And Gowinski, you know. Uh, Brennison's been with left guard, right guard, center. Shane Lemieux now with the uh, season-ending injury to J.C. How's it out with him? You know, Lemieux's been taking snaps at center. You know, <clears throat> he's been over there. But training camps for guys play left tackle. Like you see Matt Perda left tackle. You see Matt Perda right tackle. Yeah. Corey Cunningham, a guard. Uh, Tyree Phillips was a guard the other day. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, can I just say something really quick with Tyree Phillips? Yeah, go ahead. My boy, who I always praise, who I really like, mm-hmm. nobody ever talks about, Taman Fox, okay? Yeah. Edge guy. I know it's Tibbs. And, and please do, because every, there were so many questions about the third edge guy, okay. and I – Oh, really? Okay, I didn't look at the questions. Okay. Yes, and I don't want to talk about it because I know that you're going to talk about Fox. Go ahead. Okay, good. I mean, Tamon Fox yesterday, a one-on-ones just destroyed Terry Phillips and just steamrolled him. (laughs) I'm just telling you, 
My boy, Taman Fox, just mm. keep an eye on him when he gets the limited reps during the game. Because I think we saw last year in his limited snaps, he made a little bit of an impact at times. Remember? Yes, he did. Yeah. And Hottie's still the third guy in, right? Hottie, yeah. Look, Hottie, Hottie's dealing with some kind of little injury that Dable don't want to get into. He hasn't practiced, but he's he's fine. He's joking around. He's on a silent acting like Hottie. So he'll be back soon. There's nothing, nothing you know, long-term about that. Dable said numerous times, it's not long-term. He's fine. Just a little mm-hmm. thing he's dealing with and all that. But I see him. He's dancing around. He's fine. But you got Hottie, you got Taman, you know, um, Jimenez and all that stuff. Uh, obviously behind Aziz and Thibodeau. And, hey, Jerry, pretty interesting to talk about as we're on the edge, guys. Um, Thibodeau, right? And at his presser, you know, I asked him about leaving sacks on the field, you know, and he said, he goes, he, it disgusted him watching last year's film. And he, he yeah, cr- saw that. He said he cringed, you know, yeah. I'm watching some sacks get away. And then he talked a little bit about conditioning. You know, somebody asked him about, you know, we see you're running a lot of laps, you know, running back and forth, you know, when you're off the field in the end zone. And he, he was doing it again yesterday and all that. And he said, he goes, yeah, you know, because I was asked to do a lot of play, a lot of snaps. And basically what he was saying, is that there was times he started feeling it. And maybe he felt his condition could have been a little bit better. Jerry, and I'm not knocking Thibodeau because a lot of these rookies, when they come out of college, oh, yeah. they go to play 60 snaps in the NFL. They hit the wall. In the fourth quarter, they're feeling it, bro. Yeah. And a lot of them hit the wall game 10, 11, because that's all they're used to playing. Right? I mean, and Thibodeau kind of, you know, not, without admitting it, admitted it, right? So, yeah, right. where, you know, when you're asking a guy to pass rush, six, seven, eight straight times during the course mm-hmm. of a drive. You know, they feel it, man. This isn't Oregon anymore, you know? Yeah, right. So Thibodeau has been really working hard this offseason. You see him running You see him running in the end zone, you know, uh, when he's not on the field. Mm. I think he feels that he has to be in a little better shape cardio-wise. You know what I mean? He wants to make – he doesn't want to get that little tired feeling in the fourth quarter. I think he felt at times last year that he was a little gassed. Yeah. He not want that anymore. And that's to his credit, man, working his butt off. And that happens a lot in rookies, man. And they realize, like, holy crap, you know? Yeah. Uh, I can't take players off in this league. I have to go 55, 60 snaps and all that. And uh, I better get in a little better shape, and that's what he's doing. All right, guys, we're going to take another break and be right back after this. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast. Hang on one second. And we're back. Folks, you're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody beats the biz, Bizignano. Um, anyone else you want to talk about on the defensive side of the ball, Chris? Obviously, a little battle going on with Beavers and McFadden. That's going to have yeah. to play itself out. And who's, who's, who, who's more impressive to you right now, or is it too early? It's – I – I kind of I would go with Beavis more than McFadden. I like mm. Beavis. He got in the backfield and paid a practice. Just he made a nice tackle. On the, would have been a tackle on the backfield. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Currique's, uh, you know, Bobby's a Currique's Bobby Currique. Uh, you know what I love about Bobby Currique, Jerry? Hmm. Is that at times during practice, like, you know, like they throw a little pass in a flat to Saquon. And Currique just doesn't come up and like, oh, how you doing, Saquon? Hi, nice to meet you. I always wanted to meet you. <laughs> you know, like he always, his, he always gives you like a little bit like a, you know, like a little, like a little shoulder, this and that. Even a pad yesterday, he likes to get a Kirby. He's got a nice little nest, and we saw that this year. Well, we saw that on we Daniel that, last year. You know, we're we're willing Giants. to forgive you, Bobby, but we know you do that. Yes, yeah. and we. And that's what I like about a Kirby. He's got a little yeah. chip to him. He's got a little nastiness in him. You know, yeah. and, which I saw numerous times when we played for the Colts. Yeah, you see him. He looks to drive your head through the turf. 
And we saw that with Daniel. <laughs> we saw that with Daniel last year. You know, I like that, bro. You know, I like yeah, that. With, I've been watching that him from day one, and there's been a few times where he's got a little close. You know, when when pulling up on a guy, where he's kind of give him a little bit, of, and you see the guy in the offense look at him like, you know, and a curve is like ready to roll. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you want to play football? You want to go play tennis? Get out of here! You know, you can tell he's got that attitude, man. Right. Right. And I love that about Bobby. You know, I, I do. I do. I, I you know. He's the type of guy who takes his craft seriously. And he, he's out there running around, man. He's a fast dude, and he does no problem trying to put, you know, knock your helmet off, man. Um, I like that about him. But right now, I like kind of give you know Beavers the edge. Yeah. Um, to play that inside, Flot and Holmes. Flot was with the ones in padded practice, you know. Then Holmes got in there. We'll see how that goes. Um, you know, nobody has stood out, Jerry. You know, nobody has stood out. Say, oh, you know, that guy's way ahead in that competition, you know, you know, uh, yet, uh, safety, yeah, yeah, the highlight, the highlight of practice. I want to give you credit on something, man, because when they signed Bobby McCain, right? Mm. I said, well, Bobby's going to be there, he's a veteran, they winkly likes him physical. Bobby's going to be the number one spot, and then he's going to be his job to lose. Well, guess what? And you said to me, I remember in a previous podcast, you said, what do you think about Jason Pinnock, you know, and I was like, yeah, he did some good things, but I just think that veteran's going to – well, guess what? <laughs> guess what? Jason Pinnock's been a number one safety right now. Yeah. That, that, sure that, is that, shaping up, Jerry, that it's his job to lose right now. Yeah. Because he's been with the ones three days in a row. He's making plays. He's a good blitzer, Jerry. He's a good blitzer, and that's huge yeah. in the Winks game uh, system, as we know. I mean, it's no surprise. I'm not, I'm not creating, <laughs> inventing the wheel. We all know if you could blitz a wing system, you know, that's a big part of wing. And Jason showed that last year, right? Remember blitzing? And you see that in camp again yeah. this year. And he made the play in the camp so far, right, with his Odell-like grab in the end zone. Wow. Right? <laughs> Which was right in front of me. I was like, holy crap, what a catch. You know what I mean? I, what a catch. Whistle blown, maybe not. Doesn't matter. You play it out. Like Dable said, it's a fantastic play, you know. Uh, but Pinnock, Jerry, they're leaning towards him. You could see it. It's not Bobby McCain. They're leaning towards Pinnock, good call by you, bro. You said, what, what do you think about Pinnock? Was you, you can tell you were kind of like thinking about him when you asked me that. I thought he was going to be with the twos for sure. I thought it was Bobby McCain's job to lose because he's a veteran. They know what they got. Wink, uh, funny, I understand. Winkley. But guess what, dude? Right now, it's Pinnock. What's amazing is you think about it for a second, Chris, Hodgins, Pinnock. These were guys that were picked up off the scrap heap last year. Yeah. And potential starters. Like Hodgins definitely started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Pinnock, right? Yeah. And that was a guy supposedly that the Jets put on the – I think they hit him on the practice squad hoping – or they, they cut him. him. They cut him, but they wanted to re-sign they him. They wanted to bring him back. Yeah, and yeah. the Giants got him. Yeah. So he's a guy that even the Jets wanted to keep. So, look, that second safety position, like we said, is wide open. I also thought Dane Belton would be in play. I'm not sure how he's doing. He's in a mix, you know, yeah. but I'm just telling you the way they're leaning right now. You yeah, that's fine. Thinking, and Pinnock showed a lot last year. I thought he played really well. Uh, and if he's, uh, again, if he makes it, awesome. But it's when you have options and you're not just leaning on one guy, again, it's another nice problem to have. But uh, he's a good story, Pinnock. You know, that catch was, that interception was uh, viral, went viral, as they say. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was insane. You know, uh, unfortunately, we can't take videos during the uh, team drills and, and all that yeah. stuff. That's not allowed anymore. So, I, you know, that's why, I, you know, a lot of us, we don't have it anymore. The show, you have to watch it down the road from Giants.com, whatever the hell, yeah, somebody right. from the stands, whatever the whatever hell it might be. It's not from – It's amazing. The, fan, the fans can do it though, right? They don't want it. They always yell, like, shut off the cameras now, but I'm sure there's people in there. Yeah, you know? right. 
Right. Jerry, there's so many people as tough as these security guys that see everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we can't do it. That's all that matters. Yeah. You know, if we if we do it, they'll, they'll be ripping our heads off. They don't, you know, they don't want any of that on video. Yeah. Because what happens is if people are wondering why, it's because other teams monitor us. Yeah, right. They monitor the media. Yeah. They monitor what we put out there. They monitor the like we're taking videos of the team team drills or what they're doing in offense. All the teams that the Giants are playing monitor that. Oh, look yeah. at the formation. Look at this. So Coaches do not want that on social media. Yeah, you know, um, because that's what they do. That's yep. what they do. They trust what I'm telling you. They they watch all our feeds. They watch all our accounts, uh, and they want to see what the hell we're putting out there. Especially the Cowboys playing them in a month, you know. And they want you know want to see what the hell we're putting out there. Any videos and all that stuff, you know. Anything to get anything to gain an edge, Jerry. You know. Yeah, that's what they do. So anyway, Pinnock, uh, right now. Uh, it certainly appears, Jerry, that it's his job to lose, you know, which he might. Don't get yeah. it wrong. But right now, he's the number one guy at safety. It, sh- it certainly appears that way, bro. Oh, good stuff. Awesome. Um, anything else you want to cover before we get to questions? This is exciting, dude. I, I love the reports. I love I love where this team is headed as a franchise. The guys they brought in, Dable. Oh, my God. It's so exciting right now, man. I mean, it's the even the uh, – the atmosphere on, uh, I guess it's called X now, uh, then rather than Twitter, is. I'm so used to that. Every time I see an X, I'm like, what the hell is this? I said, send your X's. So I said, yeah. respond to this post uh, with your questions because I don't know if it's called an X. I don't know. What the hell is it called now? Yeah. I don't uh-huh. know if you if it's called a tweet or an X no, or whatever. It's, it's not even Twitter anymore. It's X, no, right? like, is it called an X? That Do you send an X to on X? I don't know. You used to send a tweet. Now I guess you send an X. I could just but, picture, I could just picture McKinney on Twitter every night. Right. Look at this. They named it after oh, me. Look at this. It's me. But it's just the the atmosphere on X on the platform is so happy. Everyone's in a good mood. It's great. Um, I just th- there's good things going on with this team right now, and let's just keep it going. I love the reports, dude. I really do. Love reading about it. Love reading about all these guys, and especially the rookies. Uh, it's exciting. It really is. Very enthusiastic crowd every yeah. day. Jay fans. Yeah. Uh, in the stands, you know, meeting more people too, right? Meeting more people. I meet people every day. Such nice people, man. People come, hey, business. I, I, you know, and sometimes I stop and they're moving us along. We got to keep moving, you know, because we got to go to the press, whatever the hell we got to do. And, and uh, you know, so uh, I, I, at times I don't have time to talk to some people. I, the guy Hicks yesterday, I'm, this guy Hicks, I, who I think I met once before, and uh, he grabbed me and I had to keep walking. Nice guy, man. Uh, I've met families. I've met grandkids. I've met nephews. I've met kid, uh, you know, children uh, of the actual, the of the parents that you know that follow uh, all that stuff. Um, met a lot of people, um, and it's that's that's what makes it fun too. You know, you you meet you you see the faces right to the. A lot of times I'm like, hey, they're like, hey Chris, you know, like, hey, what's what's your Twitter name? What's your Twitter name? <laughs> Oh, so so. You know, I met some other guy the other day, and uh, you know, he, he grabbed me. He's like, "Oh, listen, to every podcast, tell Jerry to settle low. Uh, this and that. <laughs> I love it. This and that. And it's uh, it, it, it's pretty cool, man. You know, it, it, it is. It's pretty cool. People stop me all the time, and they say how much they love the podcast, Jerry. And that's a yeah. credit to you too, bro. Obviously, right? Partner right. in this podcast. That's a credit to you too. Um. 
and they say how much they they just listen to everyone and you, you guys do the best, you know, all that nice stuff. And, and you know, Jerry, a lot of times we see stuff on Twitter, right? People will tweet at us, hey, great podcast, hey, great, you know, all yeah. that. But it's a lot different, dude, when you meet the person, you yeah. know, you meet yeah. the person and the guy's bringing his family over. Hey, meet Chris, meet Chris, you know, uh, how you doing? You know, you know what I mean? And, and people in person are telling you, you know, hey, you guys do a, a hell of a job. You're the best, you're the best part, you know, all that's not, not blowing smoke up. Our yeah, ass. no, just, I know. It's very nice. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, it's, and it's cool. At this time it's, of year, it's cool. There's only a couple more open practice. I think Saturday's the last one, dude. Yeah. It goes fast, right, Jerry? It goes fast. And, um, yeah, so shout out to everybody out there um, um, f- who I've met and uh, probably meet a few more before this wraps up this weekend. Um, yeah, it's been nice meeting everybody. It really has. Chris, it's a great segue to um, a, a loyal listener of ours who has his own thing on, uh, I think it's Giants Rush, Giants Carb Crush, uh, Chris Rosa. I uh, found out today, Chris, uh, that his father passed away and he I talked to him for a little bit and he said- This is Giants Carb Crush? Yeah. Yeah, his oh, father wow. passed away July 30th. And I met his father- at a tailgate, he was a character, man. Old, um, oh. older Giants fan, just a funny dude. Suddenly? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fight, fight with cancer. Fight with cancer. Oh, okay. Just a ball breaker in a great way. You know, you oh. tailgate with him. Italian dude, just breaking your balls the whole time. Oh, Italian, huh? He's Italian? Yeah. Rosa, yeah. Oh, I didn't know his last name. I just know it was Giants Call Crush. Yeah, really Mr. Mr. Olympia. Um, oh. But in all in all honesty, he, he I talked to him briefly today, and he, he said, when we talk about the memories with our fathers. Uh, he's he's just know, like, it he's hits home. Know about it now, man. He just said it hits home. And, and I, I, just, yep. I just said, I miss my dad the most when the game is over and they won yeah. or lost. I don't get to talk to him anymore. And I just, Absolutely. you know, look, praying for you, Chris. Uh, your dad was a great guy. I just want to give you oh, a his shout His name out. is Chris too? Chris Rosa. Yeah. I, I, Chris, I'm so sorry. I did. I always knew you as Giants Cop Crush. I didn't even know you were Chris. Right. Well, that's it. Now I really love you. You're Italian. I didn't even know they were Italian, dude. Right, right. Oh, okay. So, Chris, I- I'm sorry, man. I didn't know. I'm glad Jerry told me that. I did not know you lost your dad recently. Yeah, oh, just found out today, dude. Just tough, tough, tough time, man. Uh, yeah. God bless you, brother. Uh, sounds like it was great, man. Great man. And hey, look, Jerry, we talked about this numerous times. Uh, Giants football is more than just football, it's family, it's bonding. And people have lost their dads. You know what I'm talking about, right? Unbelievable, dude. And all that stuff. So. It's unreal. It really is. It's 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 passed down like a family heirloom room for this Absolutely. team. And uh, yeah, Chris, we're praying for you, buddy. Yeah, Chris, man, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, just found out. Obviously, Jerry just found out. He just told me now. And and good luck, man. I'm sorry, man. All right, let's get to questions. Um, from Rob Cousis, we'll start it off. Hey, Chris, thanks for all the updates. Does the... Does the team feed the media at training camp like they do with the games? And or do you have to brown bag it? If so, no. How's if so, how's the buffet? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I made some jokes during the season. They always feed us, uh, Rob. Yeah. They always feed us, but it's usually just sandwiches. And then, you know, we have a during it when when all this ends now, when training camp ends and people are not there anymore, it's just a basically just the guys that cover the team around. And um I've joked about this before. There's guys that cover the Jets and the Giants, right? And the Jets seem to put out a great buffet all year. Mm. Good food. All damn. And we get I can't believe the Jets do that. I'm shocked, too. 
<laughs> but the guys that cover the Jets do always like to send pictures over to us in our media room yeah. saying, hey, look what we got today. Broncos, <laughs> thank you. That's not, what do you got? Sandwiches again? And they laugh because that's what it is. Sandwiches. But during training camp, uh, if you people see when you walk in, those people that actually have been, there's a big white tent in that parking lot, <laughs> in the media lot. That's food. And the food gets a little bit better during training camp, some chicken, stuff like that. So they do feed us every day. It's always when the season starts, you know, when the, when the training camp winding down and the routine kicks in, it's uh, sandwiches. And then they throw you a bone and give you pizzas on Friday. Right. That Pizza Friday. Like, that tastes like uh, cardboard. <laughs> Yeah, let's put it this way. If you won't starve them by the time you get back, you probably wouldn't eat it. But the Jets don't give you breakfast, right? Wasn't that the thing at the games? Because I thought I thought Leach, Jason Leach said the they Jets, don't give you Jets, they skipped that or something on the one o'clock games. They only yeah, give it a lunch. Yeah, the Giants do give you breakfast. All right. And lunch we got that going. Morning games. All right. Um good stuff. Don at Don Parmesan. Hey guys, first time, long time. I'll try for the third week with this one. Oh, I'm sorry, oh. Don. I'm sorry, buddy. Sorry, oh, man. It's a dude. Best. Guys, by the way, questions fast and furious now that camp started. Before it was like, okay, we got 25. This time, I think we got 68 of them. Yeah. Um, so Don's I try to highlight. Don's them pissed, but I could tell. Don's pissed. I could tell by that. I'll try for the third week. Sorry, Don. Do you believe the G-Men starting the year seven out of eleven road games? is make or break for the season. Also, what do you see as the biggest improvement this year from last? I'll hang up and listen. It's seven out of 11 road games. Yes, it's absolutely huge. You got to, you know, yeah. seven games, you got to go four and three, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Make it's or tough. break. It's mm. tough. Yeah. What do you see as the biggest improvement it could make, so far? It, it could break, right? It could. Yeah. You know, if they win three and they go three and four, you're in trouble. You'd be on the eight ball, you know, so. What are you seeing as the biggest improvement so far, Chris? Jerry, uh, the speed of the offense. Nice. The speed of the receivers. Yeah. But until they start playing other teams, you know, you, you can't. But right now, the, the upgrade of the speed is 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 insane. Yeah. And Darren Waller, dude, just forget about it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Man at Man 23 Chris, do you see any track meet packages out there with Hyatt, Slayton, Campbell, and Waller? Would be fun to see what Kafka can do with all that speed out there. Thanks, God. Thanks, guys. Best pod in Giants Nation. Sorry about that. So are you seeing a track meet package with all those guys out yeah. there at once? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen uh, Hyatt on the outside with Slayton and yeah. Paris Campbell in the slot and Walla as a tight end. Yeah. So that's pretty fast, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty fast group right there. Yeah, you're going to see that, man. You're going to see that. Justin at Pearl Jam JV. Been listening to the podcast on the commute for some time now and appreciate you both being there in bad times during the during Gettleman and the great times now with Shane. Will Hawkins' use of his hands and coverage be an issue when the games start? Thanks for answering and love the YouTube video. And you'll see more of those, dude. We'll be putting up a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's going to have to adjust. I know he could be a little handsy at times, but I understand. A few times you saw it in camp. Um, look, that's part of being a rookie, Jerry. Yeah. Jerome Henderson is one of the best in the business, bro. They'll be by working the way, all the time. By the way, your 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 video yesterday uh, playing golf, I swore that was Zach Diasi for a second. And I was doing something and I posted, oh, biz with Zach Diasi. Then I had to change that quickly when I watched it. I'm like, oh, he's just a Patriots fan. So I didn't all I heard I didn't hear the sound and I was like, oh he's with Zach Diossi. That's awesome. I wonder how that happened. So if any of you saw the description, uh, Chris with Zach Diossi, you know, that, that was my fault. Uh, but that was funny. You're, you were golfing with a Pats fan. I'm glad you remind him of 18 and one, by the way. Yes. 
Good stuff. Um, all right. Let's see. We'll do a couple more because we're running up on an hour already. This was a good one. Um, sm- oh, here we go. Kristen and uh, Kick the Bee. I know some of last year's games were won by smoke and mirrors, but looking at what we have, looking at what we have have, do you do we have a decent shot at at least being the number two team in the NFC East? I need something to look forward to after this dumpster fire of a Mets season. Hashtag buffoon crew. Yeah, sure we could be the number two team in the NFC East. I'm not about smoke and mirrors last year. Yeah, I'm not um, gonna go to smoke and mirrors. Yeah, no, me neither. Yeah. Um, um but and a dumpster fire is putting it kindly. <laughs> At least they're cutting bait, though. I, I I give them that. They're like, you know what? We're just we're starting over, because you know sometimes teams hang on, right? I, I Jerry, don't know. I'm trying to give them some credit, Chris. Gary, uh, when your GM comes out like he did yesterday and said, "Yeah, well, we're not going to be good next year. Eh, maybe 25, but 26. We're looking at." I'm saying to myself, "Is this guy insane?" Saying <laughs> don't, that? basically don't buy tickets oh, for two uh, years. Oh, dude, if you're a tick, if you're a Mets fan. You yeah. said you said, I would have been like, well, you know what? I'm not going to buy tickets next year and a year after. Okay, I'll see you in 26, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe Billy Apple said that. Like, yeah. dude, just say, hey, we're going to try to improve next year. We're always contending. We're always looking to win. A- oh, no. Oh, maybe 2026. 20, 20, 20, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my awesome. God, Jerry. These are professional general managers. I'm telling Making you, a they, lot of money to say those things. Find these guys? If I was the- Let me tell you something, dude. I think I've said this before. Yeah. There's a lot of people on this planet. They're very fortunate that I'm not a billionaire. Colin Colin Coward has to be number one. No, 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 Jerry. They're just like, could you picture me a billionaire owning a baseball team? Oh general? no, I thought you meant like I thought I, I was doing. Like no, no, owning, no, forget about that. Forget owning about that a, a network just, or something. Be like, a yeah, lot Colin, of people, you're out. Yeah, a lot of people are very fortunate. I'm not a billionaire like uh, Steve Cohen. I own the team, and if my general manager said that, oh yeah, I would just throw him out a window. I would just throw him out a window. I'll go, dude. Just pack his bag and don't. I don't want to see your face again. I can't believe you just said that. (laughs) Good stuff. All right, two more. Josh Stanton, Uh, Chris, Jerry, which scenario is most likely to happen? One, Trey Hawkins is the starting corner opposite Banks with Jackson in the slot. Two, Waller Bellinger formed the best one two tight end punch in the NFL. Three, Zudu slots in as our starting left guard week one. Hashtag best pod in Giants Nation. I'll go with two. Waller Bellinger from the best one to tight end punch in the NFL. Now, that's a little subjective. I don't know how you measure that. It, obviously, yards, touchdowns, that kind of thing. Yeah. But that's – I just think I just think Bredesen is going to be the left guard. Um, maybe I'm wrong based on everything you're saying, Chris. And Hawkins starting opposite Banks, as nice as it is, I just don't see it week one. So I would say I Waller Bellinger. Yeah, I'll go with that one too because we have to see a lot more to Hawkins. Okay. Yeah. We're going to have to see a lot more to Hawkins. So, uh, and what was the other one? Zudu left guard. Zudu well, left guard week one. Now, right now, it looks like they might be leaning that way, but we'll see. You know, I could go tomorrow, Friday, and then Brendan's getting all the snaps at once. You know, that's, that's what training camp's about. Uh, Richard Savner at Richard Savner. Will Jones be over or under 30 touchdowns this season? Total over. Passing over. <laughs> 31. Wow. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. What do you think? Well, he had 15 last year. Um, so I'm going to go with the under the 30. Yeah, it's smarter. I, it's I, smarter I'm, pick. I'm going to be smarter pick. I'm going to I'm going to hope he has that 25 to 28 range. Yeah. You know, I'm going to hope. I'd like to see that improvement, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, try to go one more. One more. Robert Dempsey at DempseyBR1109. If you agree that the Giants have the third best roster, rank the coaching in the division. That's a good one, dude. Rank the coaching. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Love it. I'm going. Mm. I know I'm going one. Our guy. No one could have done that job last year in that division. Yeah. Sirianni's good. But I'm telling you yeah, right Sirianni now. Al- Sirianni also had a loaded roster. Too. Right. Right. I, you, give him, you give him credit. Okay. I give him credit. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But, I mean, what Dable did. Yeah. I tell you right now, if you had to ask me, hey, Chris, ranked, I'm going with Dable one in the yeah. NFC East. Absolutely. Who's two? Uh, Mike McCarthy over him? No. No. Um, look, I like Sirianni. I like the job he's done in Philly. But, dude, I mean, you compare Dable's roster to – I mean, come on now. Stop last year, you know? Yeah. And uh, and, uh, and Ron Rivera in Washington. Who, so, would you, who would you put second? Um, I would put Sirianni second. You have to. Yeah. Because even though he's a loaded roster, you still, you still got to make it work. He did it. You, know, you still yeah. got to make it work. So and I would based, put, on, based on our first impression of him, he's done way better than we thought he would. Oh, absolutely. So, I, I you know, look, I, I, I think Sirianni is a pretty good coach. I, I give him credit. I, I didn't think he would be. I think he is. And don't get me wrong, like we said, they have a very good roster, but you still got to make it work. We've seen mm-hmm. the Eagles have very good rosters in the years past, super teams and all that crap, and it never and it didn't work, you know. So, um, uh, I would go with uh, the second best for Sirianni, yeah, yeah. And, and third, I go, and I then go, I would go, I Rivera, go Rivera and then McCarthy. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. the Dallas will be Dallas would be a better team if Ron Rivera was head coach. I totally oh, believe that. Probably would be yeah. just just for allowing that last. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but allowing that last play call against the Niners last year, mm-hmm. like you blessed that, you blessed Ezekiel Elliott snapping the ball. <laughs> like my God, I don't know how they didn't get him fired. I don't know how they didn't get him fired. Oh my God, I guess the guy, what's his name, the offensive coordinator, fired, but I don't. Yeah, right. But so all right, I think McCarthy is a little bit of a uh, you know Jerry Jones puppet thing going on down there too, man. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, last think about it, the last coach that bought Jerry Jones fired Jimmy Johnson, right? He's the Aaron Boone of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Parcells. He basically Parcells told him right off the bat, "Look, I'm on a show. I don't care what you think." And he was like, "Okay, I need to get back to winning." Remember? Yep. Yep. Uh, good He's stuff. The He's the Who's Aaron the- Boone. He's the Aaron Boone. Oh, he's the Aaron Boone. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Just quickly, Jerry. Sure. A very prominent media figure recently. I was talking to him. They, they text me. Cash was cash and boom gotta go. I'm sick of the I'm sick of boom being a puppet. I'm sick of cash messing his team. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so man. Big time Yankee fan. And I was like, oh God, I know it's tough. It's rough. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't get into the Yankees too much, but my, you know, who has more resources than Cashman, right? Yeah. Over the years. Uh, you know. It's been a long time, so. But hey, look, two weeks in camp. Yeah, I think pe- people are pretty excited. I think everybody's liking what they're seeing. Yeah, and looking forward to uh, the first preseason game against the Lions, who, are, in my opinion, are going to win the NFC North this year. Of course, not much to go by. They're probably not going to play once much or whatever. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's still a pretty good squad. We'll see how much Dan Campbell uh, plays his guys next Friday night. But <clears throat> you know, you're going to get a pretty good eye test here out of these guys in his joint scrimmages. Yeah. Some guys, you know, these coaches love, they love these joint scrimmages, man. Yeah. They feel they get more out of these joints than they do the preseason games. Yeah, right. Okay? They yep. get guys ones, twos against twos. You know, you know, they get physical a little bit. You know, you get you get a little physical in coverage. You get, you get your shoulder. You know, there's always a fight. Guaranteed will be a fight, especially with Dan Campbell. You know, Dan's a psychopath. You know, his team, 
There's an image of him already. Biting kneecaps. Yeah, you know, physical punch. You know, so I'm sure something's going to happen next week. Hopefully it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, but a nice little test for everybody, man, for some guys. Good stuff, dude. Um, and guys, reminder, if you like what we do, if you listen on the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We really appreciate it. It's free. Just hit subscribe. Go to YouTube. I'll post another tweet about it and just go to it and hit subscribe. So thanks for all the support, folks. We really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun still. We'll keep doing it till it's not fun, guys. Um, anything else, bud? No, that's it. I guess, you know, we'll we'll come back next week after the joint scrimmages, uh, maybe that Friday or something, and before the preseason game, I guess. And, um, you know, the next podcast, we'll talk about the preseason game, man. Stuff yeah. like that. But those joint scrimmages, you see a lot, Jerry. You, they, coaches get a lot out of them, so I think it'll be good to talk about it, you yep. know. And obviously, you know, from now until, you know, camp practices until next week too, before they fly out to Detroit and all that stuff. So Awesome. Good stuff, buddy. All right, guys. To order subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. And again, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. All right, guys. Sundays are Giant Days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.